0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.
1: Well, our next guest. Uh, will be a familiar name to many of you for his years he spent on television and in radio broadcasting in Edmonton for years. Rob Hislop was a news anchor, and news reader on television, and uh, also you worked here.
0: I did work here twice.
1: <laughs> I did yes, Chad, at at one point. But in in 2012, changed direction, said you know what, I'm going to get from uh, behind the mic and pick up a, a camera and start taking. Photos, becoming a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first exhibit has just opened to the public at the Nina Hegarty Center for the Arts. Showcases a recent trip to Rwanda to photograph the magnificent... Mountain gorilla, Rob Hislop, my dear friend, joins us in studio. Rob, nice to yeah, see you again. Happy to be here. I mean, it's been a long time. It right? has. We, we go way. We go way back, um, <laughs> yeah, but we, we haven't do. seen each other no. in, in ages. That's right. So um, when we found out uh, about this, uh, I had to get you on the show, um, and, and I want to start. You know, backtrack a little bit. You got out of broadcasting mm-hmm. in in two thousand and twelve. Why the change, and and why photography?
0: Well, I mean, the change was. I think my time had come in TV Mm. because I was let go from City TV. Mm. Bob Layton was kind enough. I sort of joke and say it was the toughest three hours of my career (laughs) as I was unemployed until Bob called and offered me a job. So I came and I worked here. Bob and I sort of, I think, understood each other that I wasn't going to be here permanently. Mm -hmm. And so when positions would come up, I wouldn't apply for them. (laughs) And so it it became obvious I was looking for something else. Now, Bob enabled me to get media passes. Mm. So I photographed the Indy. I photographed the Great Cup. um, You name it. Concerts. I went out. And what I was able to do was compare my work to other photographers in town and the guys at the Edmonton Journal and Mm -hmm. the Edmonton Sun it's such a helpful community so i would always get tips when i would go out and uh, and and that's that's basically learning as well doing
1: what what is it about looking through that lens that uh, attracted you so much and and that that you've enjoyed so much
0: well it's interesting cuz i did video for 25 years almost mm-hmm. on tv i don't care for video anymore <laughs> i like a still picture i like to be able to just stare at something capture that moment and and plus there's elements of photography. I'm able to do things in photography that I wasn't, that I'm not able to do ordinarily. Mm-hmm. I can shoot from heights. Yeah. I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> but if I'm looking through a viewfinder, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I've done, I've done uh, dental surgery. I've done cataract surgery when I was over in Ethiopia. Yeah. And I'm shooting these things and I'm in the operating theater as close as you could possibly get without being the surgeon for yeah. the cataracts. Normally blood doesn't work well with me. <laughs> but I'm fine with it again. So it's, It's opening up a new world for me, enabling me to do other things.
1: So how did you end up, um, you know, you've been involved with so many community groups and doing, shooting all sorts of different stuff around here, across uh, Alberta. How did Africa, how did you end up in Africa twice in one year?
0: I know. So (laughs) I'd been wanting to go to Africa since I was in university. And all along I thought, how can I get, you know, and and it was always popping up. Mm -hmm. So almost 40 years had passed. And I was having coffee with a friend of mine, and I just mentioned to her that this was something I'd always wanted to do, but I may never get to do it at this stage of the game because I think I would have been fifty-five something, fifty-six, and uh, and she goes, well, you know what? My cousin is a dentist, and he goes overseas with uh, with certain mm-hmm. NGOs. And she asked if I wanted to be put in touch with him. So that was on a Wednesday. On the Saturday, I was talking to the director of this NGO in Calgary called Hope Ethiopia. On the next Friday, I was on a plane heading to Ethiopia. And uh, I spent two weeks in in rural Ethiopia. That was my first visit.
1: Rob, your pictures from Ethiopia um, brought tears to my eyes when, when, I, when I saw them. Um You know, from, you know, inside of homes, um, having the kids all around you. What was it? You know, Ethiopia looked like a very special spot for you.
0: It was. Africa, for me, the best way I could describe it when I was there is I felt being in Africa, Ethiopia, for me, was sort of a general Africa Mm -hmm. feeling for me. And I just felt like I was who I'm supposed to be is the oddest thing because I, I know you're not bothered by bills and mm-hmm. day-to-day pressures when you're on holiday, but I just felt like I was who I was supposed to be. I was able to have fun with the kids. I learned six words. <laughs> hi, how are you? And <laughs> I don't know. Because as soon as you say, hi, how are you? People assume you can speak their language. Ah. And then, well, after they finished laughing at me for the pronunciation <laughs> and then they'd start talking and it's always, I don't know. So, but I just found the people to be so, friendly and genuine. And, and even though they had nothing, being invited into their homes for a coffee was a huge honor. And I got a chance to do that a couple of times. I would just go wandering off mm-hmm. into the rural area by myself mm-hmm. sometimes with my cameras on and uh, and I'd be followed by children in no time. Was it safe? I think so, <laughs> you know, I didn't have any concerns while okay. I was doing it, so yeah. yeah. No.
1: Well, and then a few months later, you end up in Rwanda.
0: Yeah, yeah, Rwanda was a little bit different for me because I was reading the news here, w- and by here, Edmonton, yeah. when the genocide was Absolutely. going on. I have a half a dozen books on the genocide and Rwanda. So there was something about that, that moment in time that has stayed with me. And uh, when I found out Hope Ethiopia, the same NGO, had an operation in Rwanda, I signed up for that. So I ended up going to Africa twice in 10 months. <laughs> and the second time I went, I went for three and a half weeks to Rwanda and uh, went back to Ethiopia to say hello to the people that I'd, I'd befriended. But I I wanted to find out about the genocide. And that's what struck me because I I just can't comprehend that kind mm-hmm. of destruction mm-hmm. and uh, to go there and talk to the people they were amazing as well every bit as friendly as Ethiopia was and it was different because I was in Kigali which is a major center
1: absolutely um,
0: the country has come a long long way since then uh, they don't talk about the two separate Tribes anymore, Hutu and Tutsi. You are now a Rwandan, and so this is part of the healing process as well.
1: So the, your your photos um, that you took while you were in Rwanda, and especially you know um, the, the the mountain uh, gorillas that that you took. The name of this um, uh, your first show, I believe it is. Yes. Your first show is called. Out of the darkness, yes. And there's and there's a specific reason for that. You know, I need to take a break right now, but when we come back, let's get into that. And I want to talk about that experience in the mountains with the gorillas because I'm watching video of it. You just showed it to me, and it was absolutely sent chills down my spine. Let's find out more after this. A photographer Rob Hislop joining me in studio this afternoon, uh, and uh, we're talking. Rob has his very first uh, photo exhibit mm-hmm. at the Nina Hegarty Center for the Arts. It's uh, the opening reception is. Thursday evening Correct um, And it runs through October 19th Yes And this is all uh, You know Photos from this uh, This trip that you uh, Recently came back From Rwanda And uh, photographing The the mountain Gorilla mm-hmm. You call it Out of the darkness
0: mm-hmm.
1: Why did you name it Why did you name This exhibit Out of the darkness
0: Yeah Because my wife Sharmin came up With the name And she <laughs> told me To use it and so So I thought About it for a cup Because I was Bucking it The mm. whole time And just going I don't know, But she, <laughs> every day, out of the darkness, Rob, and they would tell me why that was a good mm-hmm. reason for it. And so it, it does make sense to me, because if you look at the situation for the mountain gorilla, it's an endangered species. There's less than a 1,000 of them left in the world. They're all in one area. It's Uganda, Democratic Democratic Republic of Congo, and Uganda. Mm-hmm. That's where they are. And, uh, and depending on who you read, the... World Wildlife Fund says that within the next few years there may not be mm. any left and so, uh, so out of the darkness is what I look at there is what the Rwandans are doing to try and preserve this species and they're working very hard to make sure that they're looked after there are 20 families of gorillas in this one area 12 of them are used for tourist purposes and by tourist purposes you say it like that and it sounds mm-hmm. like they're inundated with them yep. they're not it's one hour a day and that's all they experience and as far groups. as eight eight people, and that's it. So, uh, so they're not inundated by tourists. And then outside of that, they don't have contact with people. And then the other eight families are used for research purposes, because that's where Diane Fossey mm. was located. So her research teams continue her work. The other part of the Out of Darkness... Is the people of Rwanda because they are, of course, recovering from the genocide in 1994. So they are looking after the gorillas. The gorillas, in turn, are attracting millions and millions of tourism dollars to Rwanda, which is helping to rebuild that country. And so, in the this exhibit, it's all gorillas except for one woman that I have a picture of, and her name is Constance, and she uh, she is a genocide survivor, mm-hmm. and her story, it. it brought me to tears when I took her picture and talked to her son about how strong his mom is and uh, and what she has gone through she looks after four boys the oldest is the first one in her family to ever go to university he's in his third year she lost her entire family either as a result of the genocide or being in a refugee camp afterwards her husband was severely injured in the genocide he's not able to go out into the daylight so imagine that if you're living in africa and you can't go out in the Mm. daylight and so because he suffered a machete wound to his head and so he has to stay in a dark room, and this woman just keeps going, so.
1: Amazing, isn't it, you know, and and, and the one amazing and great thing about our jobs have always been is you get to hear stories or you get to be a storyteller, and people open up and tell you their stories and how blessed we are for the fact that they feel comfortable enough to share those stories with us, because I think we learn so much from them and we take so much away. Um, I have to ask you about the actual experience of the day that you um, were taking pictures of the gorillas. Mm-hmm. You had one hour. Yeah. One hour. Not a lot of time. No. <laughs> okay. um, and you know, there's some rules that go along with this. Yes. So tell us, tell us uh, what that day was like.
0: Okay. Well, we got up early. We had to go and register. Then we we had to trek about an hour and a half, two hours up into the mountainside. So it's a rainforest on the side of a dormant volcano. Mm-hmm. It had rained all night, mm-hmm. so we were climbing up mud. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny, because it was the most physically exhausting thing that I have done. Now, part of the reason is is that I lead a very sedentary <laughs> lifestyle and I'm not working. And so I just found it very challenging. So people go, well, how did they find the gorillas anyway? And I go, I have no idea. The front of the group could have been having a picnic lunch <laughs> waiting for me to get up to them. <laughs> I do know how they did it, but uh, they do have trackers. That at the end, so when we were done visiting with them, the trackers would stay with the gorillas until closing in on sundown so they'd see where the gorillas were setting up for the night. Then they go down the mountain, come back the next morning, and then they go to that same spot, they find the gorillas, and that's how the groups end up going up to it. So quite a challenge getting to them.
1: When you first saw one of the gorillas, what was that experience like?
0: Well, it's funny because you'd see bushes rustling. And you'd see like a black patch of fur, but you didn't see anything. So at first you're thinking, we're never going to see them. And then you posted it on your Twitter account today. The first picture was a gorilla sitting in a dead tree with the valley behind him.
1: Absolutely stunning And it was
0: just to see this magnificent creature just sitting there, not at all bothered by (laughs) us being there and snapping the pictures. And the thing is, is that there are rules for us. There are no rules for them. So we can't call out, Hey, can you turn and <laughs> face me for here. a moment? Yeah. And so it's snapping as many pictures as you can. I had two cameras with me. I had a friend with my GoPro, and his whole thing was. I don't want to be distracted from enjoying the experience yeah. by taking pictures. Well, my whole thing is I can't be there and not take pictures. So it worked out really well and then he recorded everything and for it's, me. And
1: this is not a, 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 this is a pricey endeavor, let's be real. Oh, yeah, mean, it's, it <laughs>
0: yeah, it is. For me, it's a once in a lifetime type exactly. thing. Exactly. And yeah. I
1: think for many people it is, yeah. but you're looking at a, at probably a couple grand to yes. just, just for that our experience absolutely between permits and all that sort of thing. So how many animals did you see? How many gorillas did you see? And you, you actually had one like pretty much crawl right over top of you.
0: Yeah, well I was taking some shots of the the dominant silverback and uh and he started to move. So I told the people behind me what was happening and the next thing you know this this huge gorilla comes walking past me. So I'm a rather large guy. I'm six foot three, about 270, 280 pounds. This gorilla is probably only about five feet, five foot five, but he weighs 500 pounds. And he just makes me look small. And people ask if I was scared. It all happens so quickly. And everybody was so calm as far as we had to get down as low as we could, avert our eyes. We were supposed to make a grunting noise, but none of us <laughs> thought of doing that. And so I don't know if we thought it'd be silly, you know, but none of us grunted. We just did that. And the family, there were 17 of them. Wow. And and I think we saw most of them up there as well.
1: My final question, because we're pretty much out of time and I'm getting the stink eye from my producer over there. What are you going to take away from this
0: well for me it's as you were talking about it's it's people letting us into their lives, so I mean, the gorillas not quite as willingly perhaps mm-hmm. as the people uh, and rwanda it's just it's that experience of being in this country that has gone through so much and is just absolutely amazing
1: uh If you want to see more, uh, if you want to see these pictures firsthand, you want to see this exhibit out of the darkness it is uh, the doors are open now at the uh, Nina Hagery Center.
0: Can I mention one thing? Yes, absolutely. It's a tandem exhibit. I'm also, uh, I went and I gave a talk to the artists at the NINA Collective, and they are artists with developmental disabilities, so they did work based on my stories and my pictures, so you'll get a chance to see a lot more than just photographs. Um,
1: Stories, pictures, more of this runs through till October 19th. Thanks for sharing with us, Rob. My pleasure. Great to see you again. Thank you.